How do you start your day? Are you focused, energized, and tuned in to your higher self? Or do you wake up anxious, unmotivated, and already overwhelmed by your giant to-do list? Welcome to Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein, where we'll have inspiring and practical conversations around how to reverse daily struggle and show up calm, collected, and confident instead. As a psychotherapist, spiritual advisor, yoga teacher, and influential speaker, Laura will discuss all things morning routine for increased productivity, mental clarity, greater connection with self, and better decision-making. So grab your favorite cup of joe and come sit down with Laura. Coffee with the Universe starts now. Hello and welcome to Coffee with the Universe. I am your host, Laura Goldstein. And today I want to talk about this concept of happiness, finding happiness, creating happiness. And I'm wondering, is it possible to experience joy in every moment? And there's a lot of conflicting I guess, advice or perspectives around this. Um, Some spiritual communities say, you know, yes, you know, you want to strive for that and, you know, only think happy, successful thoughts, kind of like the whole law of attraction type of thing. Um, In Buddhism, though, we talk about how desire, wanting things, is a form of suffering, but isn't like wanting things and excitement and desire something that contributes to our happiness. And so I was just kind of thinking about all of this and I'm wondering, you know, is, is this a possible state? Uh, Then you have your um, people who say that, yes, you know, our, our internal state is supposed to be of this blissful and this, you know, absolute joy way of being. And I've actually experienced that in meditation. So then I'm like, well, can we get that all the time? Or is this just like a completely unrealistic expectation from us? So I kind of just wanted to have a conversation today about this concept of, you know, are, are we going to experience joy in every moment, even in hardship? Is that even possible? So in the mornings, um, in one of my routines, I kind of go through different types of morning routines. I mean, yes, I always do my yoga and yes, I always do moments of, of meditation, but I will kind of flip flop between different journals, free flow journaling. Some journals are kind of like scripted and they ask you, you know, what, what three things are you grateful for today? And one of the journals that I was working on had a line that says, you know, what can you do today that will create happiness for you? And I would kind of fill that out, you know, you know, what am I excited about? And, you know, oh, I'll be happy. I'm going to do this. This is exciting. And so for a while, and I get what the point was. The point is to set yourself up thinking in a positive way so that you, you know, start your day out right. 
Um, I get it. I, I understand that. But as I've gotten further into my yoga practice and really started studying uh, Buddhist philosophy, a lot resonated there that, you know, desire and wanting things is a form of suffering. Because if you think about it, why do we want things? We want things because we think they will make us happy. And this is really an ego-based perspective. You know, oh, I, I want a new car. I want a, you know, an upgraded house. Um, you know, I want this kind of client in my work. I want this, you know, special job. I want this kind of relationship. But while we are so busy wanting and creating this idea of what this should look like for us, we're often missing opportunities. But then when it doesn't turn out exactly how we like it, or we don't get what we want, then it creates suffering. And when you desire something, and I know this, you know, for myself, when I desire something, there's this constant like craving, like, oh, I want to get it. I want to do this. You know, I, I got to do that. I got to get it. I, and that in itself can actually be very stressful. I mean, right now I'm in this process of, of house hunting and I love to watch like house hunters on TV. So I'm like, oh, house hunting will be fun. And I look forward to this. And, you know, I, you know, I want to move and I'm ready for my own place and blah, blah, blah. But it's actually very stressful because I have these lists of what I want, but nothing is really matching up to that. So I'm starting to question, you know, hey, do I really want what I want or am I wanting this because I think it will make me happier? I think I need this in a house. And house hunting has actually been very stressful. Yeah, the market conditions are a part of that, but it hasn't been as, as fun and exciting as I thought it would be. So on one hand, we're told to, you know, create what we want and create these goals and desire and what's going to make us happy and create your dream life. And what do you really want? On the other hand, we now have this philosophy and a lot of philosophies teach this. If you look at Christianity, not like um, what religious institutions have done to Christian philosophy, but like the true messages of Jesus, um, he kind of he says kind of the same thing. You know, by by seeking these things, it's really just a distraction, and it's a form of suffering. And spirit, so spirituality, I think can be very confusing. There's a lot of different messages out there. Another example is someone that I like to listen to um, on a regular basis is Michael Singer. He wrote The Untethered Soul. He also has The Surrender Experience and a new book coming out actually soon. And he has an ashram in Gainesville, Florida. And what I like about his style is he's he's very simple. It, you know, for those that are seeking spirituality, his message is very simple. 
And in his message is just to remain open and find joy in in everything, to find joy in the things we think we like or don't like, to not have, you know, preferences, that we can even find joy in, um, you know, jobs that maybe aren't ideal. It's like we don't need these outside circumstances. We don't need our environment to be a certain way. We don't need certain material objects to be happy. That happiness is a choice. And no matter what we are experiencing, we can make that choice. And I thought, really? Okay. Um, And his, his idea is that at, at soul level, and I actually do believe this at soul level as a spirit we are full of joy and it's a blissful state, but we aren't tapped into that. We're identifying with the ego, the mind. Um, we are identifying with what we think, you know, we should be liking, disliking, creating, not creating, doing, not doing. And therefore we're disconnected from that state of pure joy And I've actually felt this, like I will be um, in a meditation session by myself and like all of a sudden I hit this, like just feeling of like light and, and, and excitement and joy just by allowing myself to connect to source energy. And I felt that now it doesn't last for very long because all of a sudden I, I, I start thinking about something like my mind gets involved and, you know, then I've kind of lost that state, but I have personally experienced those moments of just pure joy while I'm sitting, you know, downstairs in the basement on my yoga mat, uh, doing some yoga and meditation. So I know it exists, but I also know that it is a huge challenge to stay in that state. Um, And then, so I'm thinking, gosh, you know, maybe you have to be like a monk or like a special enlightened one in order to remain in that state. And then you have the argument of, okay, so let's say I am in the midst of something traumatic happening. Is it realistic to be able to experience joy during that moment? And our our analytical minds are like, well, of course, I mean, if we're experiencing loss or God forbid, you know, we're, we're, you know, being a victim of some kind of assault or crime, are we going to be like, oh, I'm happy now. I'm finding the joy and bliss in this situation. Probably not. All right. So this, this concept of our solar spirit is pure bliss and we are meant to experience that at all times. I just don't know if that is practical being a human being and experiencing the nuances of life, the ups and downs of life. And just by, you know, talking about this, you can see how it's 
super confusing to hear all of these different philosophies and then wondering, you know, gosh, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to believe in? Um, Am I supposed to then have goals? Am I not supposed to want things? Am I, you know, should I just forget preferences and do things that I don't like now because they fell into my lap and maybe it's a sign? You know, what do we do with all of this information that is thrown at us? Um, and I don't know that I really have the answer because I too struggle. I'll, I'll hear something one day and be like, oh my gosh, that really resonates. And then the next day I'm listening to, you know, a podcast or something else. And I'm like, oh, you know, that makes sense. But you know what? It's in direct conflict of what I heard yesterday. So what am I supposed to do with this? And I almost feel like that. I need to kind of go on an information fast and stop listening to people. And maybe that's, maybe that's the key is to stop listening, to stop seeking enlightenment, because in that journey, we get so many mixed messages of what enlightenment looks like, what happiness looks like, what spirituality looks like and everybody's gonna have a different opinion and what i know is when i get my mind involved to try and figure it out to really sit down and say okay you know what do i believe in what truly resonates i never have the answer i just don't know because like our minds don't know all our minds know is the information that we've input it. I mean, our minds are like a computer. If you think about it, it's stored information. So any information that comes in from all of these various sources, it's information from past experiences, what I've already done. Um, But that's all that it knows. It doesn't know everything else there that I'm not aware of yet. So when I try to get my mind involved in sorting out this process, I just really, I I stay in this place of confusion. Like, what am I supposed to believe in? And the only time that I find a sense of clarity really is when I am on my yoga mat and when I am practicing meditation and I'm just allowing myself to be and not think about it that's when I seem to get clarity around this. Um, That's when I seem to be able to just like take action and do things without overthinking and worrying about, oh my gosh, I have to be happy right now. I have to, you know, do something um, or not do something in order to be happy or like, that happiness even matters. I mean, does it matter in the long run? Are we going after the wrong things instead of just being present and enjoying what is in front of us and what is, are we being distracted and busying ourselves to try and be happy? I don't know. 
Um, I know I'm just kind of, you know, spinning in circles here, but I think a lot of us go through this, go through this. Um, well, the law of attraction says this, but then, um, you know, tapping says that. And I'm after the break, I'm going to come back to that because I want to talk specifics in these different, um, I guess, philosophies, I guess you could say. Um, I, I want to like give you specifics just so you can see, hey, you know, I can see now why this, you know, this one makes sense, but so does this one. I want you to be able to really think about this so that you can maybe decide for yourself, hey, you know what, I, I don't want to put this much energy into it, or I've been, you know, chasing all of these things that are stressing me out. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to dive into some of these different, uh, I guess, belief systems, perspectives, uh, spiritual philosophies, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so I will see you after the break. On the Spiritual Freedom Show, you will hear the voice of an extraterrestrial master speaking through my teacher, Dr. George King, as it was recorded over 60 years ago. I'm Richard Lawrence, and on this podcast, I bring you the nine freedoms, which I believe to be the greatest wisdom on earth, with practical ways to give global service and attain enlightenment. Do you feel like you and your significant other have lost their initial spark? Then let Coach Martez and Widrina guide you to strengthen your love and reignite that spark on the Coach Martez and Widrina Layton Show on Transformation Talk Radio. Understanding love, accepting truth, and changing perspective. For more information, make sure you go to dreambuilderscoaching.net. That is dreambuilderscoaching.net. Are you ready for the real results you want? Don't miss the new show. Why wait? Look better, feel better, be your best from the inside out with me, Georgette LePage. Join Dr. Pat Vasily and me monthly to tackle topics that are often seen as roadblocks to weight loss. Each discussion offers you practical solutions for your transformational changes. Find out more about show dates and times or connect with me directly at georgettelepage.com. The wise tell us that beauty is everywhere, if only we know how to look. Here's a simple way to see beauty everywhere. Think of three beautiful things, like the laughter of a child, a sunset over the ocean, the sound of a waterfall, the taste of a perfect meal. It can be anything. Just remember three beautiful things. Then ask yourself, what do these things have in common? What do they share which we call beauty? The next step is to let go of the specifics, the laughter, the sunset, the meal, and just contemplate beauty itself. This is a heart thing. Leave the mind and go to the heart and find universal beauty. Join me, Sarah Main, on Damayanti, the show for your soul, where we discover beautiful things together. And check out my website, damayanti.store.
and welcome back to Coffee with the Universe. And today we've been discussing happiness and this idea of seeking it, getting it, trying to find it, um, trying to experience happiness in every moment. Is it possible to experience joy? Is this an unrealistic expectation? And so I just talked about how it's spirituality can be super confusing. We are given a lot of different perspectives and a lot of them conflict each other. And when we are trying to create the best version of ourselves to create a life we want or think we want, Um, When we are trying to really step into our, our purpose, our dharma, when we are conflicted on the inside with mixed messages, it makes it very hard to do so. So let's talk about some examples here that we might, might, um, you know, like have bought into or just watched or even maybe resonate with. And the reason why I want to talk about these is because I've actually used a lot of things. I've dabbled in all of these different ideas over the years, thinking that, oh, this is going to be the solution to whatever struggles that I have. But to be honest, in the you know decade that I've been doing this, some of these things, I mean, really have not come any closer to a conclusion in certain areas. And it's, it's kind of frustrating if I think about it, but anyway, so the law of attraction, so the law of attraction and positive think, I guess, positive thought communities operate on the premise that whatever you think about, whatever the energy is about, you attract more of that. So if you are thinking positive, happy thoughts, you are going to attract more positive, happy circumstances in your life. If you think about negative thoughts um, and, you know, oh, things that go wrong and blaming people for your circumstances and woe is me, you're going to attract more of those kinds of negative experiences. So do I believe this to be true? Well, I mean, yes, I do think that there is value in having a positive outlook in life. I think that negative thoughts elicit, you know, negative feelings. Because here's the thing, our thoughts are directly related to how we feel and how we feel is in relation to how we act. So rather than maybe like this being a a universal thing, like there's this some entity up there that's like, oh, you're thinking positive. Therefore, I'm going to gift you this. I think we just create our own circumstances through that thought, emotion, action line. Um, You know, we're thinking negatively. So now we feel like crap. And now our actions are based on us feeling like crap. And you know that when you feel not so great, you tend to make poor, crappy decisions. And when you make bad decisions, guess what happens? You get a return on that. So I don't know that 
that we are like, there's, there's some divine entity that is like, oh, you're going to attract and, you know, the universe is going to bring you brilliant things. I just think we created, it's like a form of self-sabotage. When we are positive in our thoughts, we feel, you know, more motivated and inspired. So we're going to take action on that. And when we take action that is based on sound judgment, that is based on, um, you know, some intention and positive energy around that, then we, we make those kinds of decisions and we attract more of that into our life. So again, I don't know that it's like, this is any like big spiritual, like, wow, this is amazing. I just think it's a, a very logical system of how things work. So while, you know, positive thinking is helpful and I, I, you know, glad that there are supports out there to encourage people to do that. I don't know that it's magic of any sort. And I don't know that um, believing that you can only think positively will, you know, give you what you want. Because the reality is, is that as a human being, we don't always think positively. Um and, and if even if we try to fake it, you know, you know that you're faking it. So let's say you are, you know, experiencing a hardship, something, you know, traumatic happened or you've lost somebody and you're like, oh, I'm going to think positive thoughts and I'm going to recite my affirmations and they're all going to be positive. I feel wonderful. I am happy. I'm full of joy. Um, <laughs> even if we're doing that, like, our body knows that we don't feel that way. I think we're just trying to kid ourselves into maintaining this positive state because we think that if we feel this sorrow or loss or pain, that we're going to attract more of that like immediately. Um, then it's like we, we try to do these things to con ourselves into, um, you know, a- attracting something different. And I just... I just don't think that as human beings, again, that that is possible. And so now if we look at tapping, emotional freedom technique, if you don't know what that is, it's using acupressure points on the body to release um, negative emotions, stress, unhelpful beliefs. So instead of like acupuncture where you're, you're getting like needles and certain meridian points on your body, we're actually just tapping on them. And I actually believe that this is a wonderful process, but part of tapping is being honest with yourself and acknowledging that, you know what, my, my head is in the crapper right now. I am stuck in a cycle of negativity, or I'm feeling such extreme loss because of the, you know, death of a loved one or a fur baby or, you know, a a failed relationship Part of tapping is to acknowledge that because our bodies, our bodies aren't stupid. They know they, they keep track of, of how we're feeling. So part of tapping is, Hey, you know what? Let's acknowledge where we are. Let's acknowledge the sucky feelings. Let's acknowledge our sucky thoughts. Um, and let's start there. Let's use that as a basis to then release those so that we can then get to a more positive state 
of thinking and feeling, thus acting. So if you are this like true believer in the law of attraction and in positive affirmations, and I can only think positively, then you're going to see this tool like tapping, which is an amazing tool and think, well, I can't do it because if I tap on the negativity, I'm going to bring more negativity into my life. And then you've kind of talked yourself out of using this tool in order to really work through feelings that you have, because in in a sense, this idea of maintaining a positive stance, no matter, and just using affirmations to work my way out of it is a, is just a way of trying, of, of suppressing your feelings and um, what's going on on the inside And if you think about like our insides as a trash can, and if we're trying to suppress our emotions, we're sticking all of these feelings into this trash can, at some point, it's going to overflow and explode. And it's not going to be pretty. Some people explode with anger. Some people go into a tailspin of depression. It just isn't pretty. And when we don't acknowledge these negative states, then we're just stuffing it into our trash can. So we have here the law of attraction. We have tapping. Then we have... um, you know, some of the like Buddhist philosophy. And then I also talked about uh, Michael Singer, who speaks of the eternal state of our divine being is bliss and joy. And we have the ability to tap into that and always feel that presence, that state of joy. We have the power to do that if we can separate ourselves from the ego and really be just like that seed of, of consciousness. And, and like a lot of this talk, it's like, well, the seed of consciousness, you know, what is that? And, you know, gosh, I'm not a monk. I'm not like, I don't consider myself like enlightened. So is that going to be an option for me? And even Eckhart Tolle um, that wrote the power of now talks about, you know, being homeless for two years in a state of absolute joy. And I'm thinking, you know, and most of us are like, how can you be homeless and feel joy all the time? But he talks about his experience of, hitting that that place of enlightenment, of realizing I am not my ego. There is is that personal self, that ego, but then there is that that divine being, you know, I am in here. And I, as a spirit, as a soul, am just blissful no matter what. So for, for some of these philosophies, in order to feel that state of joy, is it possible? Yes, but you almost have to completely shift your way of thinking about yourself. You have to let go of your egoic identity completely, which is quite scary to the egos. We have to not care what people think. We have to detach ourselves from material possessions, 
um, and like how we perceive life should be. Um, we, we have to detach from like relationships with other people. It takes a lot of work, a lot of detachment to be able to quiet the ego enough in order to be in that place, like all the time. And most of us haven't hit that point of enlightenment. So we are still identifying with the ego. And it almost seems like an unattainable experience. And, you know, I I believe that you really have to be devoted to that in order to get there. If that's what you want, if you want to experience that bliss and joy all the time, you'd really have to devote your life to getting that. It's almost like a life, a lifestyle. I mean, if you're an alcoholic and you go to AA, you are, that's like your lifestyle. Now you, you don't drink, you go to your meetings um, to, to feel that, that, that state of enlightenment. It's, it's basically living that practice. And is that then practical? We can have this conversation. What if you have like, you know, kids um, and you're supporting kids? Do you have the time and resources to devote yourself to finding happiness all the time? But boy, you know, wouldn't that be wonderful? I think about not suffering, um, not like from a Buddhist philosophy, uh, desire is suffering, um, suffering, choosing to suffer is suffering. Wouldn't it be nice to be free of suffering and to, yes, enjoy life and to just be present and be filled with that sense of peace all the time. That would be lovely. I mean, don't we all want that? You know, I I don't know. Um, And then we have like, I guess you could say intention setting, goal setting, visioning communities, like vision board, you know, to really vision envision what you want to create what you want to create a five-year plan to create a 10-year plan. And again, by doing that, are we setting ourselves up? I don't know about you, but I cannot create a like five-year plan to save my life. I can't even create a one-year plan. Do you know how many one-year plans I have created? And then at the end of the year, I look back at that and like, I really didn't accomplish that. I accomplished other things that I feel were equally as important, but I never really accomplished like this, this plan that I thought would be ideal for me. Now, I I do think there are some people out there that are very driven and it's kind of like their focus. They set goals and they achieve those goals and they apply all their energy to it. Um, but I don't know. I've never been able to do that. And I wonder if it, that's just because in my place of spiritual growth and where I am now, I realize that by doing that, I personally am missing out 
on opportunities that are presented to me because I'm like too focused on, oh, this is what I decided I was planning and this is what I'm going to do. That kind of planning comes from our ego, not necessarily from um, like my, my dharma, who I am as a divine being. Um, and, you know, so again, I, I know that I'm, I'm speaking on this and it's probably not giving you maybe any more sense of clarity, but my point is to not necessarily say this is the way that is the way it's really to get you to think about what are you striving for? And, you know, most of us are trying to create this sense of happiness and are you doing it in a way that you think is going to support yourself or are you caught up in all of these different belief systems and actually, you know, sabotaging yourself instead? All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about what we can do. If this is like super confusing, so what, what do we do? Just like do nothing? No. So I'm going to talk about when we come back, what are some of those options that I found that has really helped me um, not allow all of this to just like stress me out. So I will see you after the break. consciousness unfold in each show you won't want to miss a second of this make sure to tune in to transmutation time energetic alchemy for an amazing life every month with kelly k on transformationtalkradio.com to learn more about kelly and the show visit www.enlightenmedicine.com you have the power to turn trauma into transcendence come bring your shadow into the light so you can begin to truly heal and grow today to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com, and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.World. The best is yet to come. Tune into the Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Not just talk, conversation for profound self-awareness. Stick with us. Your best life awaits on TransformationTalkRadio.com. What did you say? 
and welcome back to Coffee with the Universe. Today, we're having this debate, this very confusing debate about, is it possible to experience joy in every moment? There are some um, people, enlightened ones, um, spiritual philosophies that say, yes, it is possible. And there are some that say, well, you know, by thinking positive thoughts, you know, you, you can maintain that. Um, and then there's others that say, no, you, you need to, you know, acknowledge and be okay with the, you know, negative emotions and sadness and, and, you know, weigh all feelings equally. Um, so it's, it's a very confusing predicament we find ourselves in. Should we try to find happiness? Should we create it? Should we think positively all the time? Um, should we not? Should we acknowledge how we're feeling? Is that going to work out you know, worse for us because now we're attracting negative things? Uh, and so in this last section of the show today, I want to talk about some of the things that I've been using to step away from these messages and just allow myself to be, <coughs> um, you know, the first is I was talking to uh, my producer here, Jacob during the break and just kind of asking as I'm talking, what his, his feedback is like, what is he getting from all of this? And one of the things came up is just, it's almost a, a encouragement to look at your motivations behind happiness. We so often run through our day being busy doing things that we really don't stop and think about what am I doing? Why am I doing them? What is my intention? Is what I'm doing like consciously creating um, what I want for myself, again, assuming that we're going with, you know, do we want to create what we want? Do we want to look at life through uh, this preferences vision or is that just suffering? Um, but again, are we even stopping to think about this? Are you stopping to think about how you've created joy thus far? Has it been by you know, buying things through material stuff, through shopping? Has it been trying to seek it from loved ones, from other people? Has it been, you know, by diving into your career, are you trying to, to seek joy that way? And if we look at how we're trying to find happiness, there is some issues around that. And, and I, like for myself, I've often tried to find happiness in my relationships, both like friendships and also romantic relationships. But the problem with that is like other people got their own shiz going on. And if I am relying on other people, places or things, even a career to bring me that sense of joy, then I'm going to be sorely disappointed in the long run because people in my life are not responsible for my happiness. 
my work in the world, like a, a boss or even the um, wellness center that I do some work with, that entity is not responsible for my happiness. I mean, things happen, you know, with COVID, we know that for sure people have lost jobs, businesses have closed. So when we are attaching this sense of happiness to things outside of us, then that is is when we create, you know, a, a sense of disappointment. That's when we set ourselves up for failure. So one thing that I have learned that has helped me in all of this is when I am contemplating the sense of happiness and joy, what exactly am I contemplating? And am I trying to get this outside of myself? And if the answer there is yes, like, oh, by buying this new house that I want to buy, I'm going to be happier, then I need to stop myself and say, you know what, this is just my ego trying to play a game with me. And I'll be honest, our ego, which is our personal our personal self, I've heard it referred to our false self. I've also heard it referred to as that. I don't believe like our ego can be happy. That's not the job of the ego. You know, the ego, its job is to keep us safe. And when there is always a like this operation of I need to keep you safe. Well, that's coming from an underlying motivation of fear, of lack, of scarcity. So I do not know that the ego part of our being can be happy. So trying to ask it, how will I be happy is like trying to ask someone on the streets of Colorado, how to find the airport in Boise, Idaho. They're not going to have a clue. They're going to be like, um, yo, I'm like in Colorado and I'm taking a walk and you're stopping me to ask how to get the, the airport in, in Boise. I have no idea. I don't live there. You know, they're going to think you're insane, but we do that to our egos. We say, well, how, how can I be happy? And we wait to hear this answer. And our ego has no idea. Now, depending on your personality, your ego might really just tell you, oh, I don't know. Or your ego might get really creative like mine does and make crap up. Our egos, you know, many of us have egos that are very creative. Oh, well, I don't really know because I don't live there, never experienced it. But let me tell you what I think. And it will make up something for you to do, you know, in order to find your happiness. So, again, looking at that motivation, where are you trying to find your happiness? If it's outside of you, stop. And then thinking about, who am I listening to? What part of me am I listening to? Is it the ego, the part that has no idea that's just making crap up? Or am I listening to that real authentic self? And if that's the case, if you're like, you know what, I really don't want to, you know, keep spinning my wheels here. Um, 
how do I listen to that authentic part of myself? And the best way that I've experienced that is through a regular yoga practice, through breath work, and through meditation. When I do these things every day, religiously, it's part of my morning routine. Um, I have a shortened version in the morning, but in the afternoons or evenings, I do a bit of a longer version. When I do that, it stops my mind from chattering enough that I can have moments to myself. I can either feel that that joy with you know, a direct connection to source. Cause I'm, you know, not blocking myself with gunk and thoughts and, you know, feelings and resentments from the day. I can either have those moments where I feel that, that bliss and joy, or I have like these aha moments where little nuggets of, you know, this is what you need to do come out. It's like, I can hear that inner voice speaking to me. And I know it's my inner voice because it never like involves somebody else. It's always like, you know, for me, what I can do me, not like trying to involve other people or my career or whatever. It's just this internal nudging of this is what you can be responsible. This is the answer that you seek. So maintaining this, this yoga meditation practice moves your body, moves your you know, energy around, which then also quiets the thoughts and the chattery mind so that you can listen to yourself. The fourth thing, I believe this is number four, the fourth thing that I found is, is using the tapping and not being afraid of moments where I feel miserable for whatever reason, whether it's fear, guilt, shame, grief, loss. Look, we are human beings and we are here on this earth. We are, are actually spirits and souls that are here to have a human experience and part of that human experience is going to be feeling negative emotions and having negative thoughts. Now, my goal, my idea on all of this is to be okay when those things come up, because that is the reality of life. We aren't going to be happy every moment again, again, unless we we become an enlightened being. And, you know, we, we just have, have figured that whole puzzle out. Um, but we are going to experience those ups and downs. And the goal is not to try to suppress that because we're afraid that if we feel something negative, we're going to attract more negative into our life. The goal is to acknowledge it, to be okay with that our state of reality but to not sit in it and wallow in it and live in there forever. The goal is to release, to acknowledge and release. 
And I found that anytime I find moments of stress, unease, when feelings surface, um, you know, the other day I was doing something and like something triggered a thought about um, my, you know, losing one of my cats that I actually had a special relationship with. And here I am. And this is like over a year later, I find myself like tearing up and it's like, wow, that is still stuck inside of me. So I sit down and I do some tapping around it and just release whatever that is. I I feel like in order to get closer to that state of enlightenment where we can feel joy and bliss majority of the time, or if not, at least all the time, we have to release and get rid of all of the stuff that we have been storing over the years for our entire life. And if you are coming up on, on 50, like I am, that's a lot. That's like 50 years of stored garbage. So I need to be diligent about acknowledging it's there, releasing it and, you know, moving forward in that quest for um, a, a more blissful, peaceful, happy state. And I do want that for myself. I don't have like this unrealistic expectation that I'm going to find it, um, you know, right away or, or be able, it's like going to click. And then all of a sudden I'm, you know, going to be like Eckhart Tolle living home. Well, I don't, you know, and again, there's my ego. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to like be left homeless. I mean, that doesn't sound like fun, um, but I, I have touch those nuggets of that joy. And that is what I want more of in my life. And so when I think of happiness, it's not about what I can get. It's about connecting to that pure source energy, connecting to myself as a, as a soul and living there most of the time, listening to that voice and just being there while also enjoying the human experience and what life has to offer. All right, so thanks so much for joining me for this very confusing debate. I know, is it possible to experience joy? Um, You know, we just have all of these, this conflicting information, but you know, unfortunately in this day and age, uh, we are so inundated by information. It's inevitable in any industry. Um, we get that when it comes to, you know, finances, what to do with our money. We get that when it comes to social media, um, you know, if you're a business owner, what, what social media platforms to use. It, 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 the information is coming at us at a very rapid rate from so many different sources that really in order to sort it out and find that peace and find that sense of happiness Um, We need to really go within and stop looking for it outside of us. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. I will see you next time on Coffee with the Universe here on Transformation Talk Radio every third Tuesday of the month at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining me for Coffee with the Universe. Make sure to tune in next time as I continue to share tips and tricks to help you stop waking up anxious, uninspired, and energetically drained in the morning and feel calm, connected to your higher self and confident instead. If you would like more information on my morning magic course, please visit cwtu.net 
slash morning magic.